Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. One, two, three, four. Blues need a hype video right now. And this is the one they need to play next home game when they return. Uh, because we're all hyped with as red hot as the Blues are. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues beat writer from The Athletic, uh, is with us now on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Brooke, Dan, and Randy. And JR, are you having uh, visions of 2019 with the way things are going here? Yeah, you know, uh, I just looked it up. And on this same exact date, what is the date today? 25th. February. <laughs> On the same exact date, I just looked it up. The Blues in 2019 were just one point out of the wild card, just like they are. I'm just joking, guys. Not really. (laughs) Jeremy, are you saying that there's a chance? (laughs) Oh, man. No, I'm just playing with you guys. But uh, they are playing playing good good hockey. And speaking of playing with people, I love uh, to give people trouble, and I just did so with uh, Rocchio when he called there. Uh, to set up uh, the interview here, I answered like a tired Robert Thomas. I said, hello, this is Robert. And I was thinking, <laughs> thinking he called the wrong guy there. That was, a, that was a great impression. Yeah, we were surprised at first because he was supposed to talk today, and then I think he realized how late that that game wrapped up. So we'll talk to him tomorrow. But, JR, just your impressions and takeaways from the game last night. Obviously, a huge overtime winner for him. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Brooke, is the way that the Blues are winning in terms of, let's look at that Capitals game. They uh, they dominated, checked every box. You know, I think uh, against Calgary, uh, you had to uh, you had to come back and you got the shorthanded goal from Braden Shen that was really pivotal. And then I think last night, look how many times they had to overcome a little bit of adversity. You had the disallowed goal, which, I mean, come on. I don't like to tweet about the refereeing, the officiating, just because you kind of look like a homer if you're – if you're rooting for the team that you cover. Uh, but I think that was a situation with that cross-check call on neighbors. I mean, come on, I've sat next to Ian Cole a million times at his locker, and he's not he's not taking exception to a little bump like that from neighbors. But the Blues came back from that, and then Suter gets a goal, 51 seconds left, and, and they come back from that. So I think that uh, their head is in the right place right now. What do you think the Blues do, JR, if they're hanging around like this near the trade deadline and they have some chips if they wanted to deal or they could add potentially if it made sense financially? I mean, we're not that far away. What do you, what do you think the Blues would do in that spot? Yeah, Dan, here's the way I see it. What do they got? 19 games, I think, before the trade deadline, which is March 8th, and right now you're one point out of, of, a, of a wild card spot. You know, I think that if things were going south, I think Doug Armstrong would sell off a few parts. And when I say sell, you're looking at a couple unrestricted free agents, maybe like a Marco Scandella. Do you get a middle-round draft pick? You know, I think the guys who have term on their contract, you know, could you trade them for the deadline? Sure. I think those are usually off-season deals. But let's look at, like, if the Blues are in this same position. Are they they're playing really well. Uh, I don't think that, that Doug Armstrong is going to do anything where he trades an asset 
or he, he trades a player that he still wants to be here, you know, to, to make the team better and to push him over some sort of hump, to, to try to get him a couple rounds into the playoffs. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that if you get to the trade deadline and you're in good shape and you're playing decent hockey and it looks like you're in the wild card race, you know, yeah, maybe do you add a, a piece or two, nothing significant, but just to make sure that you're competitive and give yourself uh, the best chance to make the playoffs. JR, sometimes players surprise organizations. And last night, even though he didn't dent the scoreboard, another steady performance for Matt Kessel. Do you think that he surprised the Blues with his performance? I think so. Um, he surprised me for sure. I mean, a lot of times we talk about these young players in the Blues system, and Matt Kessel was not a guy that I referenced a lot. Um, you know, in part because they were so deep on defense, right? At the start of the year, they had eight guys, and you just didn't think of uh, Matt Kessel. But, you know, you trade uh, you trade a Robert Bortuzzo, and you're not playing Tyler Tucker, and all of a sudden Kessel steps in. You know, the one thing Doug Armstrong told us uh, a year or so ago, and he was talking about the draft. He said, we need to go into the draft and find guys who are top four defensemen because we don't have that in our system. And I think you look at Matt Kessel, and he's shown now – um, so I don't think that Doug Armstrong's surprised, but I think that what Matt Kessel has done with his stretch play here, Randy, is he's proven that he can be a second-pair guy. And so I think uh, this is really bodes well for, for the Blues in terms of what he can do in the future. And in last night's game, the only defensemen that got more ice time than Kessel were Letty and Pareko. So that that's pretty telling, too. More than Krug, more than Perunovic, more than Scandella. It really is. And how about Pareko and Letty? Holy smokes. I mean... Last night, 25-plus uh, minutes again for Colton Pareko. This is back-to-back. You know, I, I don't want to say McKinnis-Pronger-esque because sometimes they were up near 30 minutes, uh, but uh, this is just impressive what Colton Pareko and now Nick Letty is, is uh, continuing to do. Nick Letty in the Calgary game, plus three, uh, three assists, 24 minutes of ice time. Uh, we're used to it a little bit more so with uh, Pareko, but in these last three wins, what you can't overlook is what those guys have done in that top pair. JR, you have an article right now out in The Athletic called Blues Fan Survey Results, GM Doug Armstrong's Approval Rating, Trade Deadline, and more. Was there any surprising results that you got from that survey? Well, just a couple. You know, I think that uh, at the time when Craig Bruby was fired, it seemed like everybody in St. Louis was uh, against it. And I think that when you look at that uh, survey, now I gave I gave fans an out because one of the options was remains to be seen. And I think a lot of people lean that way. I guess in hindsight, I'd be interested to go back. And if I just gave you a yes or no option, you know, what would it have come down to? But remains to be seen, I think, was the winning option there. Um, and then it was like 27% and 30% in terms of yes, no. Uh, but I think that uh, I think people have seen this team take off in a couple different areas, uh, especially the power play. And they're starting to win some more games and look like they're playing with more urgency. So I think people are starting to see that. And maybe that took off a little bit with Drew Bannister. I still think that the roster is a little bit flawed, and we all know that, and, and teams go through that, and that's what the Blues are going through right now. So that was kind of one thing that stuck out. And then tied into that, Brooke, is uh, the job approval rating for Doug Armstrong. Uh, he got mostly fours when it comes uh, when it came to a uh, uh, one through five, five being full confidence in Doug Armstrong. He got a lot of fours, so people still really confident that he's the guy to lead the team through this period. It seems from the outside looking in that Drew Bannister's done a pretty nice job with the team. Have you done any digging, though, on if the Blues are, are looking? Or are they going to stick with Drew Bannister? Or just where, where they stand right now on the coaching front? 
Yeah, Danny, I think it's still playing out in front of us. And one thing, you know, I know I've kind of been saying the same thing the past couple of weeks about Drew Bannister is as long as he has the veteran's ear. And I know, you know, you repeat yourself. It's a little bit cliche. Look, two nights ago in Calgary, they go into the third period and Drew Bannister had talked to them, obviously, in the second intermission. And he said, look, where is it at? Where is the urgency? Look where you guys are at in the standings. And, and look how they came out and played in the third period. So if you want to look at tangible evidence of this team, you know, paying attention to Drew Bannister and following him, I think that was a, a perfect example of, uh, of what we have here in Drew Bannister and, and that this team is following him. So we all know what he can do with the young kids and develop talent, so on and so forth. Uh, but the fact that he can have a Braden Shen, Justin Falk, Tory Krug, these guys in his corner, I think uh, you know points in the direction that he could still be that guy, depending on what Doug Armstrong learns in these other conversations that he's having. Jr. Always great information from you. Thanks so much. We advise everybody to subscribe to the Athletic if they haven't already because of your superb work and your colleague Katie Wu, who covers the Cardinals and all the great stuff at the Athletic. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. All right, you guys, too. Appreciate it. Thanks. See you. That's our Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, here on 101 ESPN.